Hello everyone, how's it going? Today we are going to discuss a little bit about synchrotron radiation. Um, I'm not going to, to go forward and explain how it works, how it is made, but it's kind of uh, sharing some experience because I had the opportunity to visit and use one and here in Brazil we have one and in 2017 I could go there and perform some measurements for me during my undergrad course that was amazing I was in the second year I mean second to third year so you know as a, a new researcher and that's awesome I, I had no idea if you have the same opportunity or if you have used one but if you have never uh, listened to that or you don't know anything about so I'll, I'll give you some some informations but don't forget to to share this it's really interesting and it's it's kind of different and you can't find that in any place so it's a huge thing and unfortunately it's um, something that is really really expensive to maintain and to create but before we start it don't forget to to follow the podcast on your favorite platform to share this content with your friends family uh, with anyone that you think that might want to to listen to it so we are almost reaching uh, 2,000 downloads total downloads so it's really nice knowing this and this is our fourth episode and Let's do it. My name, my name is Vinny and I am a materials engineer. Synchrotron radiation, as I just said, is a radiation. But synchrotron, when I the first time I I I heard that I thought, okay, synchrotron is a machine. But it's it's not a machine exactly. So synchrotron is a kind of radiation. But if you type synchrotron, you are going to see many things about... It's a huge lab where we, you find the synchrotron radiation. So here in Brazil, we have one of the 60th synchrotrons. And here, uh, they, uh, Brazil has developed a new one. I didn't use that one, and it's almost being able to be used. So... Uh, this year they started using that and we are quite, quite close to to be able to go there and use this new synchrotron. So basically in this machine um, to produce a synchrotron radiation the electrons they are accelerated and the, the difference between the, the transmission electron microscopy I'm comparing both because both use electrons so I'm kind of exaggerating this so forgive me because I, I don't know if you know or, you, or if you understand what I'm talking about but the difference between that is the energy so in a transmission electron microscopy we use about a hundred kilovolts 200 kilovolts that's a lot compared with the energy that we would use in an X-ray diffraction machine. But comparing with the the oldest synchrotron that we have here in Brazil, its name is UVX, it uses about 
1.4 billions of votes and <laughs> it's a lot right it's I the first time I saw these numbers I, actually I, I don't know what does it means really but it's a lot it's a high energy so this can concentrate and this can accelerate the electrons and as they are accelerated and they are in a ring so as they they are curved they can spread a wide spectrum of radiation we can find from infrared to x-ray and the thing is uh, its intensity is a high intensity so in the UVX the beam, the beam dimensions uh, is about 1 millimeter by 0.1 millimeter and in the new one which is name is Sirius it's a fourth generation synchrotron so the first one is the UVX is a second generation synchrotron and this new one it uses 3 billions of volts and it's beams about 0.01 millimeter by 0.01 millimeter so it's like a, a strand of hair and the, the thing is its brightness is higher the new one has a higher brightness and this is better because uh, the higher the brightness the higher are the quality of the measurements that we can do we can perform using this this machine so j just an example when I've been there, um, okay, uh, actually, uh, if I want to perform a XRD measurement using the machine that we have in my lab, uh, I would spend about 40 minutes to make uh, one measurement. But if I could go to the synchrotron right now using the old one, the UVX, the second generation synchrotron, I would spend one minute to do that. But using this new one, I would spend one second. So imagine that I'm using uh, a material to to put hydrogen, and I, I want measure that. So if you check uh, the episode that we talked about uh, the measurement of hydrogen kinetics, where I explain how it works, which is the 34th episode. If we do this measurement here, and I wanted to know how it is the, the structure, I only can use the sample before and after the kinetic measurements. So I would know how it was the structure, the material, before it being uh, hydrogenated, and after. So imagine that you can use the synchrotron to do your experiment. So basically, the synchrotron can, can make that. So as I put hydrogen pressure, I can check its transformation, how the structure absorbs the hydrogen and how it changes during the absorption. And obviously I can do the opposite, how it changes during the absorption process. Another thing that it's amazing is that there are some uh, papers, there are some researchers that are using this kind of uh, machine, this kind of technology the synchrotron radiation, they can construct the in 3D using softwares, uh, the polycrystals. So if you stretch the sample or compress it, if you try to deform it, you can use synchrotron to see in 3D using your laptop, using your PC, 
how it was the the grains the grains before during and after uh, the deformation process so it's amazing because we can see what is happening with the material as we perform the tests as we perform the measurements so this kind of technology this synchrotron it's amazing and you might be able to be here in Brazil using it you can set a project to to use this machine to use that here in Brazil to do your measurements because sometimes we, we cannot um, explain everything using the techniques that we have in our lab or clothes and you might we might have to use something that is, I would say, powerful. So synchrotron is, is a good way to do that. And my research group, they have been using this for many years. So soon we'll be able to go back there and use the new one, the, the fourth generation synchrotron, to do many, uh, many experiments. And so you could be do the same. So I hope I could be there soon and let me know if you had experience or if you had the, the opportunity to use one all over the world it doesn't matter if you have been here or in australia in europe or united states canada so let me know if you if you had the opportunity to use that i hope you have enjoyed thanks for listening see you in the next episode